To do maintenance, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna rock like crack when it came in. It's me, it's me, it's podcast P. And before we start, I just like to say, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Um, this episode comes out on Thursday, the 18th of February 2021, and so the day after this is released, 19th of February 2021, will be one year um, since Pop Smoke was tragically killed in um, Beverly Hills, California. Um, just truly a, a, a generation-defining artist. Mm. Even, in, even in just his short time in, like, the mainstream, like, the impact he, he had was so palpable. You could see it worldwide from, you know, the streets of South London to the streets of Brooklyn, mm. all the way, all, all, all the way through Nigeria, different nations within Africa, California, just everywhere. Yeah. Um, to, to a year later, you know, music still busting out, like shoot mm-hmm. for the stars, aim for the moon. Some of the tracks off there, whether it be mood swings, whether it be for the night, whether it be like just, mm-hmm. just everything. So seriously, rest in peace to pop smoke, um, prayers and, and, and thoughts and love just to all his loved ones, all the family that he left behind um his legacy remains movie coming soon yeah. acting debut um man just just huge huge just huge love and ad- admiration mm. to the woo you know rest in peace to the woo um and with that man i have to introduce my co-host mm. the man with the most mm. The man who once thought down is over is ready to go out and do the most. <laughs> the man behind almost every Instagram post. Some of you know him as Kex. Mm. Some of you know him as Raheem. Mm-hmm. Some of you know him as the notorious K.E.K. Man. Kekavelli. <laughs> but re- well and truly, he's known as one thing and one thing only. Because <laughs> it's the guy who gave you the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. I'm going to say it again because I don't think they had me in the back. I said it's the guy who gave you the look, the verse, and even the hook. That's why every pod sounds like Kex featuring Kex. Oh, man, we're back, we're back, we're back. 
we're back. Paul. Yes, sir. We're not back on a minuscule number or a confusing number. Mm. A number that's hard to divide or anything. Mm-hmm. We're back on episode 20. Man. <laughs> Man, this one's been a long time coming. Um, It's crazy because you get to an episode like this and all of a sudden you have to sit down and think about like just the journey we've been on so far. Man. 20 isn't even a lot. But 20 is a lot from just remembering the day that we were on PS5 and this was a joke. Yeah, sir. I love, I, I, I love how you said PS5 because I see you manifesting. I see, Jeez, I see look you look manifesting. Look at, me, look at me. I'm already... <laughs> look at the mindset I'm in. <laughs> Thinking ahead. I've already received it, man. I said I'm not going to play PS4 after this. Crazy. Come on, man. For real. <laughs> nah, but... um. You know, it's just funny looking back on when this wasn't a serious thing at all. Like, it was just, oh, we just start a podcast. (laughs) Ha ha, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about this and this. Mm So now we have money invested in this. (laughs) We have multiple logos. We've spoken to multiple people. We know we've expanded and it's it's quickly grown in something bigger than ourselves. And I love that. That's, man. Look, man, last year was about branding. This year about expanding. Mm. You, know, you got you got to think, you know, we're on episode 20. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're a basketball fan. Yeah, I am, man. I'm a basketball fan. Mm-hmm. You realise if we were averaging 20, we'd be in an all-star discussion. That's crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> because at that point, we deserve a spot. Do you know what I mean? So all of a sudden, all of a sudden, we're all-stars. <laughs> you know what I mean? We went from most improved. We went from rookies to most improved mm. to all-star. Man, man, man. When really what Luca should have gone through. Minus until third year to be an all-star because he should have been an all-star in that first year. I'll be honest with you. For real. <laughs> For real. How are you feeling there, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm healthy. Um, I'm happy. You know, I'm whole. Um, mm. Damn, I messed up because I wanted to do some alliteration, but whole starts with a W, not H. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'm happy. Mm. I'm healthy. Mm. And I'm here. Oh, man. Oh, look at that. Look at the alliteration, oh, man. man. Look at the alliteration. <laughs> that quickly. That quickly. That quickly, man. How are you? What's What's been going on in the world of Kex? I'm good, man. I'm good. Obviously, we record um, a few days earlier. So for us, Valentine's Day just passed. Um, yes, sir. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a day. It was a day. You guys are lucky that I have a policy to never call the police. Otherwise, a lot of you niggas would have been arrested because yeah. you're not following COVID restriction lines. But that's all right. That's all right. Sir, a lot of y'all flouting the lockdown rules. Mm. Now that only applies to our UK audience because obviously the rest of the world, you know, y'all just just be having bountiful amounts of fun, right? <laughs> That's a bountiful. <laughs> Are you seeing the fun that the rest of the world is having? It's actually sickening. It's bountiful. Like <laughs> and I keep on forgetting. I keep on forgetting. Like I'll see someone in America be like, just go out. They'll just go out and everything will be open. I'll be confused. Bro. People go to the club. Bro, Pete, someone hit me up and it's like, yeah, I'm just going to the mall to get a coat. To the what? To the huh? To get a what? If you don't get on online shopping, but no, they have that luxury. Crazy. And here we are. Here we are. Can't even sit down in Nando's. They're rushing me out the door. This is the ghetto. I hate it here. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go home. I feel very uncomfortable. 
like, well and truly, the US that are calling me to pay taxes, yeah, they should just mm-hmm. give me my res- my residency back. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'll happily pay the taxes at this like, point. Like, fab, yeah. do you know what I mean? I just want to be free. Bro, I just want to be in an airport. Like, <laughs> all we want to do is take the chains off. All we want to do is be free. Man. Man. <laughs> oh, man. Let's stop being stupid. Track mm. 20. Track 20. Mm. It's a big one. Mm. It's gargantuan. Mm. It's colossal. <laughs> it's an extension level event. <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> why, why won't you let me take this podcast in that stuff? <laughs> this guy said an extension level event. I hope not. <laughs> 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 Stop. <laughs> you gotta wait because you didn't do the science because all these mm? other podcasts are gonna be extinct. Oh man. Oh like our, man. Like, like our song of the year for 2020 was extinct. Oh my goodness. He didn't like he didn't clear out. Hey, clear out. He got to the corner. No screen. No screen. No screen. All right, man. Track 20 is a big one. So mm. what what tell people what we're doing for track 20? Good oh man. So track 20 is hit. What are we doing for track 20? Well, it's pretty simple. We're gonna do our normal get to know section you know we're going to give you guys a chance to get to know me and Paul a little bit better as we have consistently been doing since episode two I don't know why we didn't do it in episode one episode one should have been the first one where we did it but we moved we didn't even do it in episode two it was episode three that's crazy that's great look how look we just add things in at random points in our podcast and it just sticks <laughs> but yeah after we finish that we're going to get into the main thing which has to be the main thing because it's the main thing. Mm. What's the main thing, Paul asked? What's the main thing, good sir? The main thing this week is that we are going to be reviewing a classic. A classic? <laughs> Listen, man, one of our favourite albums on this podcast, um, The College Dropout, obviously came out, I must what, 16 years ago? 17 years. 17, damn came out 17 years ago, way before the podcast ever existed, so we couldn't give you a review back then. Mm. But we damn sure will today. Yes, sir. We damn sure will today. <laughs> um, after that, you know, we're going to we're gonna do what we do here. We're going to give you some of, the, some of the social justice issues that are going on in the world today. Mm-hmm. We're going to briefly touch on those, you know, just let you guys know what's going on in the world. Um, and then we're going to tell you some of the things that better you know you're gonna have to sue us because we are always rooting for everyone who's black facts <laughs> we're gonna get into sue me and then we'll give you our suggestions for the week because that's what this podcast is really about and then we're gonna wrap up you guys gonna have to go home as you should have stayed home i know some of you still ain't refuse refuse to stay in the house why you're listening to a podcast outside of your house i don't know it's, i'm not listening it's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's your bag that's your bag but it's weird it's weird we have no face mask as well oh my goodness <laughs> niggas don't want to be out of this panoramic for real at all at all niggas have got so comfortable being in prison in their own home bro in prison <laughs> in their own home I said my, my people is trapped in cages Birds of a feather, but they ain't seen each other for ages. Yo, relax, relax, <laughs> relax. I'm out, yeah, relax. relax. Yo, <laughs> too much. Yo. yo, if we don't get those snow legger vocals by next week, <laughs> uh, man, I love, I love what you just went through, but you know, 
that was a that was a very important segment that you missed out. Really? Yeah, there was a little just just a little one, you know, something that we do here from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I know there are some people who are clamoring for it, and this mm. week, this week is a big one. Mm. Well, that was of course the song Liz Loves Luger by Westside Gun, featuring the one and only Armani Caesar. Which means you know what time it is. Man. You know what you're here for. You don't like it. This is your this is your coffee break. But for those of you who do like it, welcome to the what did Armani Caesar do this week portion of the two stubborn Nigerians podcast. Man. Yeah, yeah, we still do it because we're two stubborn Nigerians and we're not yes, gonna sir. stop just because you don't like it. <laughs> like that would just that would defeat the purpose of being stubborn. Man, man, it's actually in the title. That's crazy. Y'all, y'all <laughs> not doing the math? What you thought we were joking? Yo, you thought it was a game? <laughs> nah. We we playing chess while y'all playing checkers. Come on, man. <laughs> what did Armani Caesar do this week? Man, wow, what a week. What what an amazing week. So this week, um, virtually there was a rolling loud performance um happened across the 10th and the 11th of February. Um, was a tw- it was I think it was streamed on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um really good lineup overall. Mm-hmm. And Queen C's. Queen C's was, you know, one of the the artists who performed. Mm-hmm. Boy, and boy, did she perform. Man. Man. Boy, did she perform. Man, listen. <laughs> if you don't have the pleasure of following Armani Caesar on Twitter, um, you may not, you may have missed the clip. If you don't have pleasure of following her on Twitter and you didn't watch the concert on Twitch, then yeah, you may have missed it. But man what she came out and did to mac 10 for everybody hey like people who know me already know mac 10 for everybody is my favorite armani caesar song yeah so for her to do what she did to flip it and throw in all those classic beats and just oh, flow man. so calm call me arcs industry niggas want ar me <laughs> oh my goodness yeah. how can the beat just be flipping to all these iconic 90s beats i'm like whoo and she didn't miss a beat didn't miss she a didn't... beat oh my goodness it was when it was on right as the hook was starting they dropped into that get money and i was like mm-hmm. yo no 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 you have to release this on dsps right Damn. <laughs> for real because this is too crazy um yeah i'm gonna need this on spotify expediently um miss caesar that's an expedient <laughs> Expeditiously, <laughs> somewhere at some point, yeah, Paul, <laughs> you're gonna have to get an award for all these words that you keep on bringing them. I'm a walking dictionary for real, for real. I'm a walking dictionary, nah, but um, for me, anyway, that performance, you know, I've been on record as saying that, um, Rhapsody, you know, if you follow us on Twitter, um, or on Insta or whatever. You know that me, I'm one of Rhapsody's biggest fans. Um, and I've always said here that she's almost, she's almost in my top five. Mm-hmm. For me, anyway, she's officially cracked my top five. It's now battling to crack that top three. Um, and I can see Armani Caesar getting there if she drops another album as good as The Liz. Because she has that skill set for sure. Where would you put 
just like without going too deep into it, where would you put Armani and like female rappers right now for you? Hmm. Probably three. Behind Rhapsody. Behind Rhapsody and Cardi. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be hard for her. The only reason to not ahead of Cardi for me is because Cardi has she's done more in terms of numbers and she's still I think talent wise they're probably she's probably only like a step behind. In terms of Cardi's a step behind Armani Caesar talent wise in terms of like rapping ability. But she does bigger things with her music. She's able to do the club joint, she's able to do the oh no, I'm gonna rap at you for real for real joints. And it's like, okay, I do have to appreciate that. But I think if Armani Caesar does another album to the quality that she did her last album, yeah, she'll have to be number two in terms of females. But even then, I don't. I think that would be kind of her short, to be honest with you. I think you could easily put her, start putting her in the conversation with a lot of the males as well. No, for real, for real. Mm. For real. What about you? Um, I, I I wouldn't have her as high as three, but okay, that's because I I rate no name extremely highly. Okay, that's fair. I rate Tiara Whack extremely highly. I rate Che Noir extremely highly. So there's mm. there's like a lot of people that. I personally would just put ahead of her. But the love that we have for our money season is undisputed. And mm-hmm. I agree with you. If she drops another tape, you know, to any level comparable to mm-hmm. the Liz. And then if she decides to drop a tape better than the Liz. Oh, man. Oh, man. Anyway, that's what our money season did this week, man. Yes, it is. Yeah, so for this week's Get to Know section, obviously, we're, we're doing um, the College Dropout review as our mm-hmm. album, right? And, you know, as, as frequent listeners as, as you know, our two Summer Nigerian Hive will know, as we've said on multiple occasions, you know, for Kex and I, our first um, concert was a festival, as well as Festival 2014. And we went specifically to see Kanye West perform one of the four dates, four European dates of his Jesus tour that he would do that year. Mm. And surreal experience, right? Yeah. And so as we were prepping, I thought, you know, what, I think would be great to do is to go through and you know shine a light on some of our other favorite concert and festival performances or just simple moments mm. ones that stick with us in our head ones that have shaped us are shaped our views on a specific artist changed our views on a specific album maybe even changed our views on a specific song or just moments that we will never ever ever forget mm. from that concert world um, especially because yeah. you know we've been in like we just alluded to, we were approaching one year of lockdown here in the United Kingdom. Concert's been out, you know, out the window, you know. Mm-hmm. Some of us on this podcast are hoping to go to an Afro Nation in Portugal. Lol. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's both of us, by the way, because we're supposed to be hosting. That's true. That's crazy. Amen. Amen. <laughs> say amen. All of you say amen and send in your voice. <laughs> I didn't hear so it. I didn't hear you. So we confirm. Link is in the description. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we wanted to give you, we wanted to, you know, shine a light on some of those concert moments or mm. performances that just have stuck with us, you know, like a mm-hmm. pin and a notice board. Um, so good, sir. Talk to the people, man. What's that moment? What's that song? What's that album? What's that concert? What's that? What's that one? Oof. This is a tough one, man. This is a really tough one. Um, man. There was a time period, especially once I started uni anyway, 
that was really the period where I said, okay, no matter what, I'm going to get into my concert bag. I have to get into my concert bag. That was like the one thing, you know, a lot of people went to uni saying, okay, I need to get these designers and all that. I said, no, I'm going to blow my money and go into concerts because that's the one thing that I really haven't been able to do whilst I was at home before uni. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been to a few. I've been to my fair share. Um, obviously, as you just said, there was a Kanye West Jesus, um, the Jesus event that I went to, but that was a festival. And I thought, no, let me do a more so dedicated tour. Um, my first one after that was Bars, Too High to Riot tour. What a special tour that was, but nah, we could definitely do better, I thought. Um, I considered doing two of my goats, Kendrick Lamar Damn tour and the J. Cole For Your Eyes Only tour. But I thought, that's too obvious, man. That's too obvious. People, people see that coming a mile away. And then I landed on a tour that I almost forgot about. But there's one moment from this tour that was just so special to me. Um, I had the pleasure of going to go and see Kano, Made in the Manor. Mm. Um, man, Paul, what a concert. What a yeah. concert. Um, he had it in a small venue, a smallish venue. Um, it was a club, one of the clubs in Coventry at the time. Um, so... It was pretty full. It was actually, it was really full in the club, but it was a smallish venue, so it was a lot more, it was a lot less stage production and more so just him and the crowd just vibing out to his music. Um, but he basically just performed the whole album, song one to song 15, just performed all the songs. And he ended with three wheel-ups. Mm. Now, the reason I specified that he ended with three wheel-ups because Free Wheel Ups was my second favorite song off the album. Mm-hmm. It was. It's not my first favorite, but he <laughs> ended with Free Wheel Ups and he finished. And then he wore it up. Yeah. And then he finished. Mm-hmm. And then he wore it up. Yeah. And then he finished. Yeah. And then he wore it up. Yeah. And I said, oh. You get it. Oh, <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I see what you, you wheeled up three times. <laughs> Three wheel ups in a row. That means I'm a direct rude boy. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, man. I remember it sticks with me for sure. It yeah. sticks with me. Just remembering the people on the stage with the trumpets and then him winning up the song three times. Yeah, no, something special about it. Something definitely special about it. But yeah, that's my memory. What about you? Oh, man. This is tough because, like you said, following that, you know, first festival that we went to, I just went on a tear. Like, I went to any and everything I could go, especially in first year when that student, like, gosh, let me just miss that student finance England text. Oh, so much. Oh, so much. <laughs> so, so much. Your deposit will be in your account in one to three working. Like, oh, man. <laughs> start planning your purchases. Bro, all of a sudden you're just making a stupid, oh, what? Selena Gomez is on tour? Yeah, say that. Like, what? Oh, my days. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I went on a tear. Mm. And so I was similar to you. Like, you and I went to those Kendrick and Cole concerts together. We could have mm. picked, picked either one of them. Chose not, you know, the Cole For Your Eyes Only tour. That's my favourite J. Cole album. So I said, see him tour it. Amazing. Kendrick Lamar Dam tour to be in Golden Circle. And we hadn't paid for Golden Circle tickets. Oh, right um, next to the stage. Like, <laughs> by complete like, accident. <laughs> by complete accident. Just walked into the wrong entrance. Just like, <laughs> Oh my days. Two amazing performances by two amazing artists. 
Um, I was really tempted to do seeing Rick Ross at ComplexCon 2019 because oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I was there and I was with my girlfriend at the time and I turned to her, I was like, yo, that's really Rick Ross. That's crazy because that's something I think if I really saw Rick Ross as in close, yeah, nah, I might find you out. That's that's really all you can do. Like, there's <laughs> really an aura about this guy where you're just like, yo, that's really Rick Ross. But I'm not going to go into that. That's a different story for a different get to know. I think mm. for me, one of the the moments is a performer who I've seen twice now. Um, one of my personal favorites, which is Schoolboy Q. Mm. Um, and the first time I saw him, which was on the Blank Face tour, mm-hmm. um, I was in San Diego, California, while I was doing my study abroad in the fall of 2016. And I had to go alone. It was my first time going to a concert on my own, like, which isn't even a big deal. The issue is the waiting. So I was always just like, yo, I don't want to wait in a queue on my own. And you know how, and you know how I am. I want to be close to the front row. I want to be in the monster. So that means I do want to get that early. Yeah. Um, so I'm there early and I'm just in this queue on my own, just chilling, you know, just vibing, just bopping my head, you know, like just whatever, you know, I got my headphones in, getting it going. Mm-hmm. And then there was just some like, people around we just started, I had them randomly talking about I think they were talking about football American football and so I just chimed in saying some shit like you're wrong and then we just started laughing lamping it out mm. all of a sudden we made friends this show comes on now right mm-hmm. no opener straight straight to schoolboy queue this nigga first song mm. first song out the gate fuck rap my daddy a gangster Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> I, said, I, I just, I just have to say, oh, so this is where we're going. So, so, this, so this, this is what we're doing. You see what I'm saying? Oh my and god! That that guy. I mean, Blank Face was my favorite album of 2016, and yeah. just to hear it perform, just to see it perform, see the way Schoolboy Q just controlled the room, like it really cemented the fact that Schoolboy Q is a fucking superstar in this rap mm-hmm. game. Like, not even star, he's a superstar, and like he's a max contract player, like franchise yeah. player in this rap game and to see the way he just controlled the room men women old fans new fans to mix it up between you know giving them um that part and then mixing in songs like blessed from you know from from habits and contradictions to to do that duality and do it so perfectly like different different Different. and then i had an opportunity to see him just for a smidgen at complex con 2019 to perform Mm -hmm. crash was crash talk crash talk yeah that's the one that I really, I'm upset that I didn't get to see him when he was doing Crash Talk, the Crash Talk mm-hmm. tour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that's, it's so funny because like just looking back, like reminiscing on, well, for me, when I went to go see the Blank Face tour, obviously you saw it in America, I saw it in the UK, Birmingham. Um, and I just, I remember that was the first one where I didn't get to sit, um, stand in the crowd because the crowd tickets had, the standing tickets had sold out. So the first time that I really went to go and sit down. And I remember everyone around, everyone on my level was um, sitting down and Schoolboy came out. And I can't even remember what he came out to. I just remember thinking, oh my God, I should be in this mosh pit down there right now. But cool, I'll just, you know, I guess everyone else up here is sitting, so I'll sit down as well. And then there was just a moment where he just cut the music. He was like, hey, yo, I'm not fucking with any of you niggas up there just sitting. Everyone needs to be standing. This is a schoolboy Q concert. You guys never been to a concert? I was like, yep. Yep. (laughs) I kind of jumped off the balcony. Like, (laughs) the energy this guy gave me. Yo, listen. 
standing sitting at a concert is an experience right because mm-hmm. it always it always depends on the level of people in that venue because mm-hmm. you know what your levels are right and then like yeah. so the first time i had to do seated a concert mm-hmm. was for the same for life of pablo tour okay okay in yeah. in, in la and you know the the whole because kanye makes you wait Right, mm-hmm. so everyone had been waiting for over an hour already, and so you you know how he did the tour. He had his stage, and I had the mosh pit on the ground, and those tickets were yeah. over a grand, so no one was touching those. <laughs> so I'm in my seat, and I'm I'm the same. Like I'm here on my own at this point. And I'm like, yo, I just hope people get live because I want to get live. Mm-hmm. This is an album to get live to. Yep. yep. And then what did what did he start? What did he start this tour with? Did he start? He started with famous. That makes so much sense. He started with famous. That makes so much sense to start. Yeah, no, that would be wavy, especially with his stage. Yeah. Listen, that shit dropped. Mm-hmm. Everyone went crazy, even in the standing. Like, we were doing mosh pits in the seats. Oh, my days. <laughs> like, mosh pits in the seats. What like, <laughs> yeah, on steep steps in the forum. I was like, yo, this is it. Like, yeah, this is, it was different, man. <laughs> different oh man oh man i miss concerts so much yeah i do i was i'm really glad that neither of us picked this moment um but i was gonna pick it um Mm -hmm. i'm glad we didn't young thug in a pepsi max tent oh my gosh (laughs) yo that was (laughs) that was probably the most chaos i've ever experienced in my life yo i was stood there skanking next to a guy who had his skank in the air yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're better than me bro <laughs> i remember there was one point because obviously we were waiting for time yeah for time um and there was one point like all the like the group we came with basically all the girls in the group that we came with had dipped so like we're just it was just us guys waiting and then obviously they were being pushed on. We could barely breathe. I said, no, no, we've been standing here. Cause we <laughs> fam, we gave up seeing Big Sean <laughs> in the for Young Club. Yeah. <laughs> so we had our spots. And I was like, no, I'm gonna stay here because I didn't skip Big Sean for nothing. I didn't skip Big Sean for nothing. <laughs> and then at one point, I just remember seeing one guy all bloodied up, like yeah. just dripping in blood, run past me. I said, I looked to one of my boys at the time because we had all split up at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I looked to Will. I was like, yo, let's go. <laughs> 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 we had to fight for that little alleyway out, out of the tent. <laughs> I started running because I was like, nah, yeah, this is about to get active in here. I'm not trying to be here. All I started right. running. <laughs> the second I started running, I just felt one force push me to the side. I said, what was that? I looked, one big brother just <laughs> seven foot tall looking at me like, yo, what? <laughs> I was like, hey, sorry, <laughs> sorry, big man. <laughs> hey, hey, that's you. <laughs> I remember, so obviously, yeah, like you said, everyone's pushing, everyone's shoving. We've been split up at this point because you remember we were in there for Vince Staples. Yep. And then, yep. and then we were going to dip and then we saw how packed it was and it was like, yeah, there's nowhere we're dipping. So we stayed through Yellow Wolf. And obviously there's this long ass wait between Yellow Wolf and Thug. And we're at the front now. Mm-hmm. And everyone is streaming in to get to, to the front. This is Thug in 2016. Man. So top of the fucking world. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In London. like, And then and niggas just start fighting. 
Oh, bang, but it was right in the middle. And so yeah. I was like, oh, we're at the front, we're cool. Like chilling. Mm-hmm. Then it started pushing out to the side. And so there was just this huge chasm mm-hmm. and like, it was just raw rumble in there, right? And then there was one time we got pushed out to the side of the tent. I think you man had dipped to that point because I was on my J's. Mm-hmm. I just looked up and there was this one guy, literally went into a sock, whipped out his blade. And I just, there was a moment I just stopped. I just said, yo, these men searched me so intently and made me throw away my selfie stick. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I couldn't get water in. Water. Do, you, do you remember how intently they searched me and made me throw away my selfie stick? And I was Bam. like, what <laughs> in the world? Oh, my days. But then, but then I said, no, I'm, I'm, I, I waited. So I walked mm-hmm. straight back in. I said, no, I stood my ground. And then, then he came out. Digits. I was like, hey, yo, this is it, man. Mm-hmm. Vibing. Everyone's having a good time. And then literally, I just looked to my right and there was just one guy with his bloody skeng in the air. And I was just like, I don't need to be in this tent no more. Bam. It's not worth it. I've seen what I needed to see. I've seen digits. You know what I'm saying? I've seen what I needed to see. Bam. I think they evacuated that tent at one point even. That was last year they had the tent. It was the dumbest decision they ever made having Young Thug in that tent. Yeah, no, it was really poor. Because I think they underestimated how big he was. Young Thug in 2016? No. Yeah, yeah. Should have Even on the other stage, where at least there's open space, you can't mm. put him in the tent. In mm. London? In London. And that's... Because the biggest issue with the tent is that if you're far away, like, you legitimately... You can't see. see. You can't see shit. Because there's no screens in there as well. So it's not like you can look on a screen, like... Poorly thought out. Poorly, right. poorly thought out. We survived it. We it's did. We did, we did, we did, we did. But, you know, that's our concert experience. That's something that started it all off, man. Mm. In the mm. rain. You got, what, what, time, what time did we get the train? Like 6 a.m.? That day? What, yeah. For the first one? Yeah. Um, no, nah, it wasn't 6 a.m. It was like... It was, it was like 6.40, because we had to go to Middlesex. Oh, my God, yeah. Because we, yeah. we didn't know how festivals were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, Paul, we did the, the most for that first Because <laughs> basically, yeah, because a lot of people were thinking, like, okay, why did you do the most? It was our very first one. Yeah. So both of us said, okay, cool. But wait, wait, wait. You have to understand first festival, first concert. First. First. Like, when truly, we should have been in school that day. Yes, we I should have. <laughs> should, I, I didn't even call him. <laughs> my mom said, oh, make sure you call them. Make sure you call them yourself. I called him pretending I was my uncle. I was like, oh, yeah, Raheem can't, Raheem can't come into school today. Uh, he was really sick. <laughs> but no, nah, it wasn't cool. Um, I remember, like, because we had been planning it, planning it, planning it. Because I think we got our tickets. The second they went on sale, they said, oh, come here. We're like, okay. Um, so we both discussed. We said, okay, you know what, yeah. Come around mine. Sleep over for the night. And then tomorrow, we're just going to jet out. Yeah, we got to London. And obviously, we, us thinking, oh, yeah. The concert's gonna end late. We're not gonna be able to get back home, so we took our we took luggage with us, and we went to my cousin's house to drop off our luggage. Now that wouldn't be deep because my cousin lives in London and the concert's in London. But for those of you who live in London, know that that can easily be deep depending on where my cousin lives. My cousin lives right next to Heathrow. <laughs> <laughs> we got to London, travel for another hour. <laughs> Your cousin lives in Heathrow. Wireless is in Finsbury. <laughs> <laughs> Man, wireless is really one stop away from Houston. Fab. 
<laughs> and we journeyed that day. We journeyed to Heathrow, back from Heathrow, did the concert, back to Heathrow to stay the night. Oh my goodness. And lo and behold, like now, now that we're seasoned wireless goers, there's literally trains that go all night from London yeah. to Little Key Central. <laughs> could have gone home that same night. Could have gone home that same <laughs> night. Slept in my same bed. Like just been cozy. Like did the most. It was worth it though. So worth it. So worth it. And I say all that to say, it's time to get to the business. Mm. It's time to get to the main reason we're doing this. Track twenty. Let's get into it. Oh yeah, I got the perfect song for the kids to sing. And all my people that's drug dealing just to get by, stack your money till it gets sky high. We weren't supposed to make it past 25, jokes on you, we still alive. Throw your hands up in the sky. February 10th, 2004. Mm. 17 years ago. Hmm. Is it safe to say music changed on that day? I think it's more than safe to say. I think it's a fact at this point. Is it safe to say the landscape of hip-hop changed that day? Again, it's a fact. It would be crazy to say anything otherwise. And is it safe to say the classic album was dropped that day? <laughs> nah, man, that's, that's risque. Yeah, it's risky. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Of course, the classic album was dropped that day. The classic album was dropped that day. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's all we got for you, man. It was a great wrap up. <laughs> Playing as that. Nah, joke it. <laughs> the College Dropout. Oh, man. The College Dropout by Mr. Kanye West. Mm. Um, the College Dropout comes in at 21 songs, mm-hmm. one hour and that's 16 it. minutes. Guess what, man? What? It is one hour and 16 minutes mm-hmm. of pure perfection. Do you know what? And this goes to like, that's what we were saying on track nine because the internet. When we had our mm-hmm. debate about long albums, we short albums. I always said like, if you give me a long album, you can give me a long album as long mm-hmm. as there's a story. As long mm-hmm. as there's a reason for the album to be an hour plus long. And yeah. this is this is the example, right? Like, you can't, there's not a song you can pick up with this. Mm-hmm. Every song is there for a reason. Every song is placed where it is for a reason. Every skit is there for a reason and is important. Like, there's no filler. Mm-hmm. There's no filler. Everything's I mean, deliberate. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, before we even start properly, Paul, I think um, a question that I have for you anyway, because it'll be very interesting to see. I don't think I've ever asked you this before, even. Um, but what was your first experience with the college dropout? I'm not saying with the album. I'm saying with any anything to do with the college dropout. What was your first experience? Your earliest. Uh, my earliest memory is my my brother and I shared a room, and so my earliest memory is him coming home with a CD in 2004 and playing it in our speakers intently nonstop. Mm. This mm. album is my this album is my earliest memory of music. Wow. Wow. This, album, this album alongside you know i always say when i picture our old house my childhood was very much downstairs michael jackson's thriller because we have that mm-hmm. cd upstairs joyce was banging usher confessions mm-hmm. 
my brother's banging Kanye West college dropout. Mm. And I'm, I'm hearing all of it. Mm. Mm. And so my earliest memory of this album, of this time, is when that CD came home and in the room that we shared and I had no control over, um, him just putting that on and loop, just repeat nonstop. Every minute of every day. Every minute of every day. Man, that's crazy. Yeah. That's really crazy because I even asked that question because 2004 was way before I could even appreciate what an album is. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't make sense to me that you've dropped so many songs, but this is the only song I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> going back to my earliest memory of this one, I remember going to one of my cousin's houses and I think um, it was around, it was around, it must have been around this time anyway, um, early in the year anyway, and all of us were there and it was late at night and I think my mum was getting her hair done and we were all listening to MTV Bass and I remember so clearly the music video for All Falls Down coming on and I was just absolutely trapped like I, I was done this staring at the tv because first of all the song is <laughs> like we're gonna get into it later but it's one of my favorite songs of all time so the song was playing doing this thing and at that same time like the music video was just so captivating like yo this guy is just chasing this woman through this airport and she keeps on going and she won't stop and i just remember being engrossed in it like I could not take my eyes off the music video and little did I know it was years later when I got my appreciation for albums that I was like oh okay that song that these songs that I love so much <laughs> they all just happen to come from the same exact album exact same album like an <laughs> album an album that has All Falls Down Jesus Walks mm. and Through the Wire as its lead off singles man man <laughs> and workout plan workout plan and slow jams like those are the singles that released off this album oh my goodness <laughs> and I know he'll stop because any one of these could have easily been a single yep, yep, any one yeah 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 what what you know you've you've already said that this is you know the classic of classics mm. um what qualities make it that um that's a good question I think number one is the quality of every single song on this album. Um, You know, we literally just said he could have picked any song except for maybe two to be the song that is going to be the song that represents this album as a single. And I think this album would do the exact same numbers because every single song on this album is amazing. Like you talk about, let's talk about just the lyricism through the album poignant on every song you know i won't get too deep into it right now but there isn't a song here where i'm thinking oh, okay he just he's saying whatever to just finish like his verse no he was rapping rapping because he was rapping like he had something to absolutely prove like yeah i'm a producer but i'm also a rapper you know he goes into it on the last song um but then yeah as i just said he's a producer first and the fact that he was a producer first is so easily like you just pick it up like yeah every single beat that he's rapped on throughout this whole album i know i'll tell you man like they all go down in history like <laughs> every single beat 
Like, fam, if I could, if I close my eyes now and click on a song, what Jesus walks, I don't have to tell you about what the beat does on Jesus walks. Like, dun 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 dun. dun. Like, fam, he goes crazy. He really, really just lost his mind with this album. And then on top of that, you have the sequencing, where again, I don't have to say too much. The sequencing mm-hmm. is perfect, and then the skits. Just to tie it all together, as if it wasn't perfect already, he said, "Yeah, let me add some skits that are so good that you can't skip them." What? What? So the skits are important, obviously, because they help tell the story. What do you think is the story and the the main theme of this album? I think, and it's funny because I was actually I was having this conversation, but outside of the context of the college dropout with one of my friends the other day, um, obviously we all had the chance to go and um, see a peek behind the curtain of a music video shooting. And in doing so, one of the friends who we went with um, wants to actually be a director. And he said that it was crazy to him that there's people who have the opportunity to do that as a living, to work in these fields as a living. And then there's people who they do their whole nine to five, is dressed up, suit, tie, go to work, dedicate nine to five to working for this other company that you don't even like, um, doing a job that you don't enjoy, go home, sleep, and you keep on doing it over and over and over again. And I think the main point of this album that he was trying to get across is that, yeah, you guys are going and dedicating your lives to getting these degrees and doing things a certain way. But that isn't, that shouldn't be the way. And I think it's something that the world is starting to catch up with to now at the time it may have been it was very controversial like there's no fam you and me we're both college not college graduates but uni graduates you're a college graduate even um fam we did it twice <laughs> both of us and there was no way we could tell our parents that we weren't going to mm-hmm. um but i think what this is really saying is that yeah there's a different way to do things there's a different way to live life and people are starting to realize now which is very beautiful that yeah no education doesn't have to be the way that you go about it like if you're passionate about something else you throw yourself into that like here's one of the skits where you're saying oh i have all these degrees but i don't have this and that i don't have that i don't have that like yeah no because that those degrees don't equal happiness they don't equal Mm. success Mm. they're just a way that we've been told to live life but if you can get that another route go for it and i think that's what he tries to get across throughout this whole album um, you know, a famous street poet, a well-famous street poet, mm. um, once said, "I've been working this grave shift, mm. make shit. Mm. I wish I could buy me mm. a spaceship and fly Man. past the sky." Um, he would go on to say that if my manager insults me again, I will be assaulting him. After mm. I f the manager up, then I'm going to shorten the register up. Let's go back, back to That's the gap. Look at my check, wasn't no scratch. So mm. if I stole, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, I stole and never got caught. They mm. take me to the back and pat me, asking me about some khakis. They let some black people walk in. I bet they sh- bet you they show off their token blackie. Mm. Oh, now they love redacted. Let's put them all in the front of the store. So I'm on break next to the no smoking sign with the blunt in the mall, taking my hits, writing my hits, writing my rhymes, playing my mind, and this fucking job can't help him. So I quit. Y'all welcome. Y'all mm. don't know my struggle. Y'all can't match my hustle. Y'all mm. can't catch my hustle. Mm. 
y'all can't fathom my love. Dude, lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. That's a different, that's a different world, like three summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that made that deserves that made back. So many records in my basement. I'm just waiting on my spaceship. Um, I say that based off what you just so like eloquently depicted of just like the better of life, you mm. know, like always aspiring to the better. You know, you, you, you mentioned, you said a lot there and I think it ties into the greatness of this album and the visionary and the art of it. Like you talked about, you know, the story that goes through it. Like you said, your, your boy at the, at the when, when, you were, when we were at the music video, um, saying that like there are people who go into work every single day and they hate their job. Well, that's depicted in this verse, right? And mm. then there's that, but there's a, there's a higher that you can strive for, that you can chase for, which is, is depicted throughout this album. And then you mentioned the All Falls Down video. And he talks mm. about, you know, the woman running through the airport and he's trying to catch her. She's trying to catch up. He can never catch her. Yo, that's, that's the dream. Mm. You know mm. what I mean? That's, that's you chasing off your dream and every second you just can't mm. grab it. And then when you finally grab it, it gets on a plane and leaves. <laughs> you know? Like, man. And it's just that all it, but then what are you going to do? You're going to go back to the car, you're going to hop on the plane and go. Like, what? Like, for real. We, you for know? Real. And, and some people are going to just, okay, turn around, get back in my car, go home. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to hop on the plane and hop on the next flight and go chase that dream. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that flows through this album. I just, you know, read off a whole verse from the song Spaceships and listen to that. Listen to that. Like, going through how much I hate this job. Mm. I have to do it because unfortunately this world works on money. But at the same time, I'm hustling. I'm doing everything I can to chase this dream. I'm locking myself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers just to get that one beat that will go crazy. They will get my name out there. And then even... Like, sorry to, sorry to cut you off, bro, but, like, people really don't deep how much five beats a day for three summers is. Mm-hmm. Five beats. Five beats in a week is crazy. Five beats a day for three summers. I'm not going to sit down and do the maths because, God forbid, will I have to do maths <laughs> with my whole degree and degree I finished and now you guys are going to ask me to do maths again. No, you don't pay me enough. No, yeah. When the Patreon gets started. Yo, Patreon out now. I mean, it's not, but if, if you're willing, I can set it up tomorrow. I can, set up to, I can set it up now, if you're willing. Just let me know. Cash App is active. No, oh, it's been active. Been active. Been active. <laughs> Continue. Um, no, no, I'll finish my point, bro. What are you, what are you getting into? No, nah, I just think, you know, I love what you said about the story of this album and the way it's told and, you know, the art of it all. Um. So take me through. Let's let's go through it. Let's dissect it. Let's 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 peel it back layer by layer, as Pusha T would say. Shout okay. out Pusha T. Give me the song that stands out for you. Mm. Mm, that's such a tough question. That is such a tough question. Um, Thank you. <laughs> now, if we're going, so you're asking song that stands out, not my favorite song. Yeah, it can be both. Right, okay, because if you're asking me, the song that stands out the most would be the workout plan because it's like the one where you had the most fun, and you could tell. You could tell mm. from the music video to everything about that song. It's like, okay, we're having fun here. And it's um, 
is a nice breather for the album. But even in it being a breather, it's not a breather because you listen to the subject matter of that song and you really deep what he's saying. It's like, no, fam, people who you wouldn't necessarily think are chasing their dreams, the people you like, you look at and you say, oh, you may have given up on your dreams and sold yourself short. No, they didn't. Like, she's chasing a lifestyle that she like has always wanted and this is how she does it. <laughs> and like, he really gets into it. And she's perfected it better than other people. Fam, fam. Like, she's really patterned her game to one style. <laughs> and you can't be angry at that, innit? Um, but if you're asking me my favourite song, I think my favourite song has to be Family Business, and it will always be Family Business. Why? Um, I remember the first time I heard this song, it made me really emotional, and I don't know why, but it was just like certain things I was saying, certain things he was saying through that song, mixed with the way that the hook goes, it just... It's just so like fam, just the intro alone. Like, how's the son? How 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 how's your son? <laughs> he made the team this year. I they say he wasn't tall enough. I, it's just stuff like that. That was like, oh man, like oh, he's setting the scene. Like this is more than just a song at this point. This is like an experience. This song is so special to me. What about you, though? What about you? Let me not take too much time. No, take too much time, nigga. You're cooking. <laughs> why why that song? Why is it special? What is it about? What what is it about the song? Is it the melody? Is it the beat? Is it the instrumentation? Is it the sample? Is it the lyrics? What you're taking us through the intro, but I mean the intro is enough. Yo, I'm I'm with you. Like, yo, did he make the team this year? Like, I still want to know. Like, did, he, did he ever go on to make the team? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if he wasn't tall enough, yo, yo I said Thomas cooked for a whole season. Do you know what I mean? So like what what that's but that's one part is what mm. i'm saying like what is it where where i think um is everything is everything together you know um isn't that a beautiful thing it's like, so isn't that, that beautiful you don't even have to like <laughs> i don't have to pick and choose um i said it i said it um i said it a few days ago and it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite statements music that's done correctly just hits different and this is music that's done as correct as possible because like every single aspect of the song slaps like if we're talking about just the beat mm, mm, and you know me i've said it every podcast where you've asked me what my favorite song is production value will always win me over mm-hmm. it's the quickest way to make me fall in love with a song is just oh is that beat hitting if that beat is hitting at the point where i need that beat to hit yeah cool you probably already have me i don't really care what you're saying too much but Let's actually listen to what you're saying now. Yeah. And again, he said the scene with that intro and all of a sudden, yeah, no, I feel like I'm part of this family. Yeah. And he just said, this is family business and this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down and the answers in us. <laughs> this is why I spit in my song so sweet, like a photo of your granny's picture. Now that you're I gone. It hit us. Super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas. This can't be right. Yeah, I heard the track. You, oh my god, oh my poor. If I do this whole song now, they say that I'm doing too much. Yeah, that's the thing. It's <laughs> it's funny because when I told like a few of our friends that um we we're starting this podcast, the first question they asked me is, oh, "Have you spoken about Kanye West?" Because people know, <laughs> people know that this is one of my favorite artists because he has stuff like this in his catalog yeah. where he can just tell a whole story. And you're being grossed in the story, mm-hmm. but in that same at that same exact time, Paul, he can give you a chorus where it's like, "And I don't care about mm-hmm. how 
all diamond ring, diamond, they don't mean a thing. All these fancy things, I told you that all of my way in, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It doesn't get more beautiful than that. No, nah, it's beautiful. It's soulful. It's soulful. That's the, that's the, it's so soulful. It's so soulful. But at the same time, he's able to rap on it and it's just, it's just a beautiful mix. Yeah. Hip hop meets soul and I love it. I yeah. love it. What about you though? What about you? What's your favorite? <sighs> my favorite has been my favorite since the moment I had it. Um, mm-hmm. So it's been my favorite. It's my favorite song of all time. Mm-hmm. Any genre, any artist, any era. Um, it's the song that when he played it at Wireless when we first saw him, it brought a tear to my eye because mm-hmm. I was like, yo, this is my whole life. Well, yeah, this is my whole life summed up in this one song, in this one moment, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing it live, right? And then again, in 2016, at the Life of Pablo tour, performed it. I was holding back a tear. I was like, fam, mm-hmm. every single time. It's mm-hmm. all falls down. Yep, yep. It's all falls That's down. <laughs> like you said it before on this podcast, isn't it, that me and you are the same person, but we're different. Mm-hmm. That, that exact same moment, but I damn near burst into tears when I saw him perform that live. I was like, yo. I was, I was, I was gone. Like, I was just, yo, this is it. Like, this is, <laughs> like, it was the moment. Like, man, I promise, I'm, she's so self-conscious. Mm. has no idea what she's doing in co- yo that those two lines hit so differently when you're sat down in uni wanting to keep, quit your degree man man fam once you've had that con- once you've just contemplated like fam i can't um, do this assignment and i just don't want to be here bro when you when you've had that moment in the library where you've literally just shut down you slammed your laptop shut and said i'm not doing this fucking shit anymore i'm gone home to take a nap yep yeah, <laughs> that line that line hits a little bit more different. You know what I'm saying? Just a tad bit more different. And oh, then you man. and then you keep going, and then it's just like the major that she major in don't make no money, but she won't oh. drop out. Her parents will look at her funny. Bam, bam. Like bam. <laughs> everyone's been there where you're applying for jobs, and you're like, yo. So you're telling me I just did this whole four years, and none of you guys are gonna pay me above. Hmm. And I knew I wanted to drop out, but if I dared drop out, the consequences from the two back home would have been deadly. Because um, that's the thing, like Kanye was spitting, but Kanye didn't have to deal with my mom. Like, <laughs> I, yo, I don't think Kanye knew. Kanye had no idea what I would be dealing with <laughs> when he wrote this album, when he wrote these words. It wasn't a funny look, I can promise you that. For real. A lot more than a funny look. Um but the concept of school seems so secure. Sophomore three years ain't pits career. She like fuck it. I'll just stay down here and do hair because that's enough money to buy her a few. Pe-. This whole song, like the whole message of it, like this, this is the. It's again, it's it, it's be- It's perfectly done. Mm. Like the Lauren Hill sample for the hook and just using um, Selena Johnson to you know do the cover because obviously the sample mm. couldn't be cleared. Um, but just the way in which it's done and the meaning, it's like not only my favorite song mm-hmm. ever, but it's my most important song because yeah. it 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 unlocks so many concepts for me that I never knew would have existed without it. Like 
the concept of being self-conscious yeah was so important like I, man i promise i'm so self-conscious that's why you always see me with at least one of my watches like rollies and pashas and drove me crazy i can't even pronounce nothing past that for Sacy. then i spent 400 bucks on this just to be like nigga you ain't up you on ain't up like this. Like, it was so important for me to have that lesson from such an early age so I could mm. spot that, not only just in myself, but in friends. Yeah. So I could spot, yo, why are you actually spending that much money on that belt? Mm. You mm. know what I mean? Like, to be able to mm. spot that in people, like, and then to go onto the line that gets me all the time, it seems we live in the American dream, but people highest up got the lowest self-esteem. And again, to understand that and to, to allow, because again, like, look at the generation we're in now, right, when so many people's confidence has you know, for years been swayed by the likes and comments on Instagram. Mm. But then we always see, oh, well, you know, people are really going through on the Instagram. Yeah, like, but you need to understand that. And mm. not enough people, and although people will regurgitate that stupid, that statement every single time, they'll never actually allow themselves to understand it. At all. And so to be able to hear it in music, like I'm an audiastic person, like audio is where I understand things the most. So mm. to be able to hear it in music form, like the people highest up have the lowest self-esteem way before instagram and all that was a, was a thing yeah, like hmm? like it's just constant of life my g for real and so to the prettiest people do the ugliest things like to to have that grounding to have that basis has been so important for me in my own personal trajectory um in my especially in my anti-capitalism bag that's a different podcast <laughs> that's a different podcast don't worry about it it's coming but like yeah just to have that those lessons ingrained and those thoughts has always been something that was just so important. And then that final verse. Man. I say, fuck the police, that's how I treat them. We buy our way out of jail, but we can't buy freedom. We'll buy a lot of clothes, but we don't really need them. It's things we buy to cover up what's inside because they made us hate ourselves and love their wealth. That's why Shorty's Hollywood. Drug dealing by Jordan, crack head by crack, and the white man get paid off all of that. I ain't even going to act holier than thou. Because fuck it, I went to Jacob with 25 thou before I had a house and I'd do it again because I want to be on 106 and park pushing the bands. I want to act ballerific like it's all terrific. But I've got a couple past due bills. I don't get specific. i got a problem with spending before I get it. We all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit. Mm. That is greatness. That is greatness. And to touch on so much so quickly and so concisely mm-hmm. look at the start i said fuck the police that's how i treat and we buy a way out of jail but we can't buy freedom it's so crazy why do we do what do you know why we do sue me in social justice on this podcast Bam. because Bam. black for liberation is now <laughs> and like that like i said that verse just goes into so much like it starts off with that and it ends with i got a problem with spending before i get it we also have i'm just the first to admit mm. that last line has been the most important line to me in my life mm. ever because it was like whenever you get in a moment where you're doubting yourself having being able to just simply remind myself like yo we're all self-conscious you're mm. just the first one who's admitting it mm. do you know what i mean mm. like like even when i say like even something simple like on this podcast when i said like, yeah i'm not good at maths like i don't do maths like yeah. I, I own that shit do you know what I mean mm-hmm. but to, I'm able to own it because I know everyone has that yeah everyone had that 
And there, there are people who that deny it. I was like, I, I was with you in school. I know exactly what your one is. You know what I mean? Like, like someone didn't like to read in class, my friend. Like, I remember. I remember. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And it's not even like a shot. But it's like, yo, we are all self-conscious. And yeah. So to understand that and appreciate that was so, so important to me. Has been, and it's why this song, like. Till Tomorrow is the most important song in my life that I've ever heard and it's my favorite mm. song that I've ever heard. Mm. 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 It's so interesting to go through these songs again all these years later, especially, like, we're not a gossip podcast, so and we never will be, um, for the people who keep on requesting it. No, we'll Yo, be. no, listen, listen. Do you know how many people have actually been requesting that? Fam, people are like, oh, are you guys going to talk about this? Fam, no. no. <laughs> we talk like, about music and musical. <laughs> like, I was I was chatting to someone the other day and like, they were like, oh, I just heard some, I just heard some gossip and this may be real big for your podcast. I was like, we don't, we, we, I, I genuinely, I can promise you we don't care. Now, but it's about two big people, I promise you we don't care. It's actually irrelevant to us. <laughs> like, well, if, if they, if they mention it on a song, oh, no problem. Yeah. At that point, yeah, we can talk. Because then it's on a, but no, it's just in terms of what's going on on the socials. No, I don't. No, nah. I don't care. Do I even use social media that you're talking about? <laughs> None of it matters to me. I don't know either of them personally. Like, at all. <laughs> I do not know that man. <laughs> but no, nah, what did I say? Um, listening to this earlier work and where Kanye, who Kanye is today, I think is interesting because a lot of people, like Kanye said to himself, you know, they miss the old Kanye. And they don't like the new Kanye. I'm paraphrasing, but you know. But I think a lot of this, a lot of the concepts that he has in this album, you can still see in him today. Mm. And you can still hear in the music he releases today as well. Um, maybe to a less pure extent. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely still see it. What is it about this this album and this old Kanye that makes us so nostalgic for it? Man. I think... Um, I think on is a few different things. On one level, people are just nostalgic for anything that brings them to a simpler time. Uh, I think that's just natural human instinct. For instance, there's no reason I would ever want to play a PlayStation Two game again. Like I am, <laughs> I am very much in depth with these next gen graphics, and I like it. Um, but if someone handed me Simpsons and Run today. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might waste three hours playing that game just for to relive old memories. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when Kanye was in this bag? Remember when Kanye was rapping like this and rapping over these type of beats? Um, but I think to another extent, is that mm, I think it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say because he's always been the same type of lyricist, as in when it comes to like how he raps. In terms of okay, I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna be talking about a subject. I'm gonna tell a somewhat story when I'm rapping. I'm gonna paint you an image that you're gonna be able to damn near picture every single frame of this image I'm pitch, I'm about to paint you. But what he's talking about has changed. He's talking from a very different point. Um, it's the same thing I feel like we had with Drake, where we love Drake's old old music, and we're not that big a fan of Drake's newer music. And the main reason there is probably because Drake isn't trying to prove that he's one of the best anymore. Kanye was trying to, like I said at the beginning, 
Kanye was literally trying to prove to everyone, like, I'm more than a producer. Stop just painting me as a producer. Stop boxing me in as a producer. I'm an artist. I can do all of this. And people weren't trying to hear it. So he had to come out on his first project and really show people, like, no, I'm better than all of you. And he did it again. And he was doing it for a while. And then he got to the point where we stopped, we stopped questioning it. Like, yeah, no, you are one of the best. And it allowed him to just go off the deep end with his artisticness, which I'm not mad at. But it means that now, yeah, no, the music definitely does sound different. And he also has a reputation where he's upholding the fact that, yeah, no two of Kanye's albums sound the same. And, like, he has to keep that up. Like, he has to keep on changing the style. So, yeah, you're going to get the people who say, yeah, that's cool. I like the fact you're changing your style every album. But I do miss when you did that on that album. Um, I think you touched upon, you know, a lot. And I think you were absolutely accurate in what you said, like we as people clamor for you know anything that takes us back to a simpler time like you're absolutely right there's no reason that you know we should want to go back and play playstation 2 games or my hair clamoring for playstation 5 patreon is still open <laughs> but i'm someone who you know we're, we're virtual right now so i'm in my room if i take five steps to my right mm. my playstation portable is right there <laughs> like I, I came back from the u.s um, I realized that like my old charger for that didn't work mm. anymore, and I instantly mm. bought a new one. <laughs> this guy's not serious. I thought we were just there collecting dust. This guy's no, I don't. I don't play it, but I said I need to have the option to play it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's you know, it's a, but it's, it's and it's similar to like music. Like, why did everyone mm. fall in love with Drake putting Care Package on Spotify? Because on stream platforms because oh i need to, i would like to have the option to play this whenever i want to not necessarily that i'm going to like i don't know that anyone's still there just jamming care package like non-stop but like <laughs> but i would like to have the, like party just did it like what was it that he just put on um, um colors. colors colors one yeah like i'm sure everyone listens to that on the day it was like, oh my god this is the greatest thing ever and then it's just like it will it will sit there because but i like <laughs> to have the option to play mm-hmm. it so i do think you're absolutely right in that i think um I also think there's more there's more just lessons in mm. this album and early early albums than there are or at least more relatable lessons to a lot of people, right? Like mm. I always say it like power is one of my favorite like songs. Cause the artistry and power is insane, right? Because yeah. every everyone looks at power and in simple terms, you look at power and say, this guy is cocky, he's arrogant, no one man should have all this power. Power is the most vulnerable song in Kanye West's collection because people don't realise, if you just follow the stream of the lyrics, mm-hmm. he commits suicide at the end of that song. The last lines we hear from the protagonist in the song is, and this will be a beautiful death, I'm jumping out the window. Mm. At the end of the first verse, he says, as I look down on my diamond encrusted piece, because he's on the edge of a building, looking down at the crow and his diamond pieces there, right? But like, and so there's a level of vulnerability that's there, which is the same in the college dropout and the same in late registration. The issue is it's just portrayed differently because on college dropout, he's, you know, the first nigga with a bands and a backpack. Mm-hmm. Whereas on power, he has a diamond encrusted Jesus piece. Mm. I can't relate to that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I can't relate to that level yeah. of vulnerability. I don't have a diamond encrusted Jesus piece. Cash App is still available, guys. 
yeah no you guys need to change my story yeah i want to yeah <laughs> yeah like, i want to relate to this on a small, small level you know what i'm saying <laughs> um on the smallest levels um, but, that's, um, that's an interesting thing i like that i like that i never thought about it like that yeah just because i just feel like like it like you say like people think he did get to he he's huge he's a mega mm-hmm. one of the most famous people on the planet and so the Although the like vulnerability is, you know, still the same, it just manifests itself in a different way. And and that's the same with the other, you know, type of lessons that people are able to take from it. It's easier to take, even now, like it's easier to take lessons from Friday Night Lights J. Cole than it is to take lessons from KO DJ Cole. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do not, I, I don't count it up. I don't count it up. I don't count it up. I can't count it. You know what I'm I can literally count my money on one hand. I can count it, but it's going to be real quick. <laughs> it's going to be real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can count it up on one hand. You know what I'm saying? But, but to the college kids, no scholarship starting that semester. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right here. I relate to that still. You know what I'm saying? So um, I, I, I think that just goes for any artist and how they grow. I think that helps. Um, but let me change tack. What's your favorite feature on this album? Ooh, well, question. This thank you. I'm not holding back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, man, it's gonna be a really, really simple one. Yep. Um, it's Talib Kweli. Okay. On Game High, man, nice. it's the storytelling again. Kanye does such a good job. Isn't that? Is it second verse? Yeah, in that second verse, Kanye sets up this image where he's basically talking to his girl and he's really trying to get her to realise that, yo, I'm I'm really, I'm blown up. I'm blown up, like, right here in front of your very eyes, I'm blown up and you're not really deep in it. Um, it's something that, at this point, I couldn't relate to it before, but I'm starting to be able to relate to it a bit. But I'm like, yo, like, I just spoke to this artist for real. Like, yeah. yo, get to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Talib comes in and then there's all of a sudden, I can picture this. I'm picturing it. Like, oh, you were literally just telling her, yo, yo. Like, I can get my friend, you know, my friend Kwali, he's right here. What, Talib Kwali? What? What? What do you mean, Talib? And then Talib, oh, yo, just give her a call, you know, tell her one, two things, and let, let's go from there. And then Talib goes, yeah, I can't believe this nigga using my name mm. for picking up the hands, but I never mind. Bam. Like, he just comes in and does, goes straight to work and stays in line with the story, and that's why I love about this album, that's what I love about Talib Kweli. Well, this song here, Talib Kweli's feature, I think all of it is just really special. It works together really well. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your favorite feature? You know, the famous street poet once said, first I snatched the streets, then I snatched the charts. First I had their ear, now I have their hearts. Rappers came and went. I've been here from the start. I seen them put it together and watch them take it apart. Seen them rovers roll up with ribbons. I've seen them repoed, resold, then be redriven. So when I reload, he holds number one's position. So when you hot, I'm hot. And when your feet cold, mine's a sizzling. It's plain to see niggas can't fuck with me because I'm going to be that nigga for life. This is not an image. This is God given. This is hard living mixed with Chris Star sipping. It's the most consistent hove. Give you the most hits. You can fit inside a whole disc and Nigga, I'm home on these charts. Y'all niggas visiting. It's Hove tradition. Jeff Gordon of rap. I'm back to playing pole position. Holla at your boy. So that was released in 2004. Um, the mm. famous street poet was none other than Sean, Sean Jay-Z Carter off the song Never mm. Let Me Down. Um, let me just take you through. Let's do a quick fact check if we can. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, okay. go for it. So first I snatched the streets, then I snatched the charts. Mm-hmm. 
rappers came and went, I've been here from the start. Yep. This album released in 2004. Mm-hmm. There was a rapper a year before who went diamond. Mm-hmm. His name's 50 Cent. Mm-hmm. 50 Cent still rapping today? Not really. No. Okay, so rappers came and went. Hope mm-hmm. still rapping today? Oh, he literally just released a song. So, so, so rappers came and went. Hope been here from the start. I don't know if you can say that about Fifty because Fifty released a song last year. And did it do what Judas and Messiah just did on? It did okay. numbers. Okay, okay, but it did, did it did numbers? Okay, but did it did it do what what's free? It just, might have. <laughs> did it did it did it do what what's free did to the culture? Uh, okay, not to the culture. No, nah. I'm not talking. When do I ever talk about numbers? No, nah, I'm just saying. I'm when just... when does when does Paul ever talk about numbers? Listen, Paul. Paul. When, is, when has Paul ever cared about numbers? I'm just I'm answering your question. That wasn't my question, though. <laughs> that wasn't my question. You you created a new criteria. You created a new criteria. When does Paul ever care about numbers? It was a good song. That means we're talking about six nine on this podcast. Like if you want to talk about numbers, exactly, exactly. So 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 we'll we'll take that up on on a on a, on the charts. Um, you know, he said, I seen them put it together and watched them take mm-hmm. it apart. And then you know what what would happen after this? You know, Rock Nation would fall apart, but mm-hmm. he put it back together. Yeah, um, um, so when I reload, he holds number one position. Um, Jay Z has every single album number one. Um, mm-hmm. When I'm hot, I'm hot, and when your feet cold, mine's a sizzling. This is not an image; it's God given. This is hard living. Mixed with crystal sipping, it's the most consistent. Jay-Z dropped an album in 1996 called mm-hmm. Reasonable Doubt. Yeah. And there are people who say it's his best album. Mm-hmm. Jay-Z dropped an album in 2017 called mm-hmm. 444. Mm-hmm. And there are people who say it's his best album. No, yeah, it's consistency, really. Consistency off the charts. Um, give you the most hits. You can fit inside a whole disc and nigga, I'm home on these charts. Y'all niggas visiting. Just like mm-hmm. I said, he was most number ones. And, yeah. You know, rapid. Mm-hmm. Just, the, just the, the poignancy of that verse, like... Mm. And him on that whole song, because I can get into the second verse, the spat, you know, like <laughs> just went just went absolutely crazy as well. Um, I think seeing these two on a track together, knowing what their music relationship would blossom into and become, yeah. you know, whether it's this song, whether it's yeah. click, whether yeah. it's diamonds remix, oh my whether goodness. it's oh my goodness. Man, that, that Jay-Z guy said, I'm not a business, man. I'm a business, man. So let and me handle business. business. Damn. And like I say, to, to, to know what their, you know, music relationship became and essentially culminated in with April, August 8th, 2011, Watch the Throne, mm. um, to, to see this as being part of the early humble beginnings obviously they'd been doing work before when especially when Ye was producing um but to see this like on the debut album the mm. jay-z verse to jay the jay-z verse to be so serious and so poignant and again like you said so on topic especially that second verse who else you know been hot this long started from nothing but he got this strong built the rock from a pebble pedaled rock before i met you pedal bites got my nephews pedal bites because they're special like mm. There, it, it's a beauty to behold the way in which they the, the chemistry that those two men show because I believe they would still have it if they went into the studio together but definitely at this point showed on the mic and it, I think it just adds like that 
you know, it's one of the, the great things about Kanye West as an artist is his ability to get the best out of everyone he's in the room with. You know, I say about one of his disciples is Travis Scott. And I think one of the greatest things about Travis as an artist is when you look at that Astro World album, everyone who is featured sounds like their best self on the album. Yeah. You know, like yeah. 20, 21 Savage sounds like his best self. Mm-hmm. Weekend sounds like his best self. Mm-hmm. The Migos sound like their best self. Yep. Don Tolliver had the greatest introduction that anyone has ever had to mainstream yep. music scene. Yep. And Kanye has that same ability because many people won't listen to Tyler Quali. Mm. But Tyler Quali sounds like his best self. Mm. On that same song, Common sounds like his best self. Man. Kanye would go on to produce Common's best ever album for next mm. year. Like, because mm. Common and make Common sound like his best self. Jay Z sounds like his best self. Like, anyone you pick, you know, that, that ability to make sure that when people step on my record, I want to make sure that not only I, I do my thing, but I want to make sure that they shine is like such an integral quality. And it goes back to, like you said, that beginning as a producer to, yeah. to have an ear to say, no, you need to do, let, let's, let's switch this up. You know, let's do this. Let's give me this type of bass rather than this type of bass. Let's sequence it this way. Like mm. is special and mm. comes to the forefront here. It's like I, um, I remember seeing the story of, is it on this album? It is on this album, yeah, Slow Jams. Um, the story of him working with Jamie Foxx for the first time. And Jamie Foxx came in on Slow Jams and he said that he was trying to sing the most. He was trying to harmonise with himself, do riffs, all that. Kind of said, yeah, stop all that. <laughs> just sing it normally. <laughs> like, just sing basic as hell. And Jamie Foxx didn't see how it was going to work. And then you end up with one of the biggest songs in the world. Yeah, well, probably, probably, I think, Jamie Foxx's biggest ever song. Do you think? I think it is. Bigger than Blame It on the Alcohol? Yeah. This is Slow Jones we're talking about, Raheem. Um, You're right. Yeah. You're wrong. Yeah. I think it's his biggest ever song. I think Jamie said that. I think in that same interview, he said it's his biggest song. Mm-mm. But yeah. Like you said, like, look at that ear. You know what I'm saying? Like, even look how Twister comes on. Yep. Yep. You know? Yep. And that's when Twister was Twister. Mm-hmm. Like, Twister was one of the biggest rappers but you're not going to be scared or you're not going to hear nerves and Kanye because he's also working with as you just said Jay-Z <laughs> he has Dame on his side like man man what a golden era of music a special era a special special era huh? a special special era I think I think that's it like you, you look back at I mean, we, as a generation, mm. like, we obviously, everyone has nostalgia towards, most people have nostalgia towards their childhood. Mm-hmm. Provided it was, like, a good childhood. But, like, especially in that, like, music, right? Like, we have a certain just affinity for, like, that's why I always say I always say to people, like, especially in our generation, oh, 90s R&B, no one does it like 90s R&B. You're not thinking of 90s R&B. You're thinking of 2000s R&B. You're just equating it to the 90s because it's when you were a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same with like hip hop as well for our generation too. Like this is everyone. This is like, it's that soulful music. Like that's why everyone, you you just mentioned Twister. Mm-hmm. That, that overnight celebrity, come on. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and like, like, 
like there's yeah there's an affinity and a nostalgia for it and it's that soulfulness man yeah it's that emotion um I think that's I, what Kanye really did for the culture as well he really after that after this project it became very it became a lot more common to hear people trying to mix that soul and hip-hop those aspects together i think it it, well. it set us up for a generation of hip-hop mm. you know like cult i mean how many times have i heard cold jump on a kanye sample yeah. or, a lauren, or a lauren hill sample <laughs> like cold loves that shit like drake made his whole career off being melodic and soulful and vibing so why or why he switched to start doing trap beats i don't know but that's a different podcast <laughs> we've already had the drake podcast i told you part two part two part two um good but yeah like a whole generation like even someone like big crit bury mm. me in gold mm. yeah? like we don't get a song like bury me in gold without yeah. out, for real especially from a southern rapper a yeah. southern rapper who raps over trap beats you know what I mean? Like even look, and then look at the whole of like like we said on um track seventeen where I'm from. Like look at the whole of Chicago mm. rap, rap scene. Mm. Look at Chance the Rapper. Yeah, yeah. Chance rap, Chance the Rapper's career doesn't happen the way it happens right now. Without like, I don't know if it happens. Period. Like, like look at No Name. The yeah. soul that she puts in her music, like mm. the soul that is, is and still be able to be considered like. The best going, you know what I mean? Like to have that to not be pigeonholed as a backpack rapper or underground rapper. Like, no, you can you can tap into soul samples and you can be slower and you don't have to have the typical boom bap beats or not even like the down south trap beats, like mm-hmm. and still be considered as like the best of your craft. Yep. Hmm. I think that's something that I'll, I'll always be eternally grateful to this album for. Because yeah. that's my bag of hip-hop music, for real. Like, oh, listen, man. Listen, you hear us talk about who we talk about in this podcast. All this Benny is good. You know what I'm saying? All this West Side Gun is good. I love it. Freddie Gibbs, hey, man. I'm here I'm here all day, every day for some new Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> all day, every day. But if you dare, if you dare, Mm. Give me a soul sample mm. and some poignant lyrics. Yep, now I'm here. You have me. <laughs> that's, the door. that's that's the difference between something I love and something I live with. Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Do you understand? Because mm. there's a difference between things that I love and something I'd live with. Bam. And the difference is one letter for real. <laughs> but, it's, but, but it's all it's but it's all the difference in the world. <laughs> it's all the difference in all man man so Paul um, you know it wouldn't be right it wouldn't be right if we did this whole episode that we didn't talk about it okay I would personally be upset with us okay two of the things that this album gets right that I think just have to be spoken about are the way that the album opens up and the way that the album closes out. Talk on it. It is it's beautifully done. It's cat's fan. This album is a movie. Yeah. Um, it's a story, and you're watching a movie be untold, and you get to the end and you don't get the credits, like most people think. It's not the credits. 
Mm. It's the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I said the same thing when, when J. Cole copied and did his same thing on the end of um, 2014 Forest Drive. And he said, this is credits. This is roll credits. Don't nobody stay for the credits. Said, no, this isn't credits, nigga. This mm. is the post credit scene. Mm. And everyone stays for the post credit scene, unless you're a yeah. novice to movies, which is crazy. Man, you miss gems. <laughs> Oh man, I miss. Do you know what I miss about cinema the most? Bro. <laughs> it's just watching all the people leave the Marvel movie early and thinking, yeah. mm. amateur. Mm. Amateur. <laughs> you're, you're someone who just came because it was hyped, didn't it? You ain't been here. <laughs> you ain't been here like since the beginning. Um, oh, you know, you're watching a movie. And so from the moment you hear D Ray Davis's voice on that intro, Kanye, can I talk for you to, for a minute? You know, me and other faculty members was wondering, mm. you said different. You know, something beautiful the kids go love. Oh, yeah, I, th- I think I got something for the kids. I don't know about people that's drug dealing just to get by. Stack your money to the guest guy. <laughs> Can we just take that back and relate it to what you said at the beginning of just chasing your dreams? Like, if this is your mm. first time hearing this, you are about to experience something so cold. We never had nothing handed, took nothing granted, took nothing from no man. Damn, I'm my own man. But as a shorty, I looked up to the dope man because it's only the dope man who I knew that wasn't broke, man. Mm. Again, in a world where, like, all of our aspirations are deemed to be financial. Like uh, the only thing we should ever be chasing is financial gain and like financial mm-hmm. promotion. Of course, of course, people turn to, to dope when the only person in their neighborhood you allowed them to see successful was the drug dealer. Yeah. And so of course they're going to chase that tree. But why are they chasing that dream? Stack your money till it gets sky high. You know I mean? I have to feed my, you know, I have, to, I have a family to feed. Mm. Mm. And there's something for the kids. It, kids, it's something for kids, the kids. kids and it's what the kids have to hear because at the end, yeah. like they're not supposed to make it past 25 Damn. so you better stack your bread while you can yeah you need to start now that's bro that's why all these job interviews are set that's why all these like entry-level jobs say oh you need 15 years experience for entry-level job at 21 yeah mm. you need to be stacking your bread from the time you're five and go, like again mm. prophetic on, on the way the world is now like yep yep it's crazy that yeah, this album is still so poignant today, you know. It's timeless. It's, it's just like it, it's just like Lauren Hill. It's just like the miseducation. Yep. There are yep. things that just stick with you. Yep. <laughs> I mean, man, just to talk about that outro, Paul. Yeah, go for it. That outro, there's something about that outro that again, I said family business always gets me emotional. This one without fail has a hundred percent success rate of literally it sparks something in me there's no way i can listen to this and not be motivated to do something to do something like to to do something because the story that he tells in this first of all the song in itself without the real like okay let me tell you about my come up story is just amazing Mm -hmm. it's amazing in itself again soulful beat and then he just can't la 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 And I am here to the rock And they ask me, they ask me, they ask me, I tell them Here's the rock fella Oh my goodness Like, fam, the song in itself is hard And then he just talks you through his story Of how he got into the game And it's like Again, you can't I say you can't take your eyes off the screen because, again, he's painting the image amazingly because he's a storyteller. Yep. 
and it's like, man, I'm just here picturing everything you're saying. They're talking about, oh, he was he was playing piano in the restaurant or playing piano wherever he was playing it. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can picture that. Oh, okay, he lost this artist. Oh, man, okay, I can picture that as well. Cool. He's working with Jay-Z now, but Jay-Z is hearing his verses, not really liking it. I can picture this. I can picture everything. Like, everything he's saying, I can damn it. I feel like I'm there watching it. Even, even like, the way he opens it up, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer of the Rock. Mm. Like, think about mm. what Rudolph, what, like, in that story, what Rudolph is, like, he's the odd one out. Man. And I look at what Kanye's saying, and then look at Rockefeller's roster at the time. Memphis Bleak, mm. Freeway, mm. Siegel, mm. Hove. Mm. He's, he's the complete antithesis of all of that. Bam. That's an antithesis, Ugh. Man, <laughs> this one's going down. This one's going down history. <laughs> <That's really laughs> like, nah, you're so right, though. You're so right. He is literally. I love the fact that he said on this album they they expected the college dropout to drop and then flop. Mm-hmm. Like you're saying that on your own album. <laughs> <laughs> that the album... It hasn't dropped yet. <laughs> Look how confident. <laughs> Oh man, that said that maybe he'll stop saving all the good beats for himself. Rockefeller only niggas that helped. Oh my god! Oh it's, my god! It's funny how nobody wasn't interested till the night I almost killed myself in that. In this. <laughs> nah, I am here oh. to the rock. They ask me, they ask me, they ask me. I tell them. Oh Fun my album. god. Um, do you know what line it is that gets me? It's me. literally one line that always, because the song as a whole motivates me to like get up and start working, but it's one line that does it. And every time I hear that line, I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to go. He says, now I can let these dream killers kill my self-esteem or use my arrogance as a steam to power my dreams. Yeah. I use it as my gas, so they say that I'm gas, but without it, I'll be lost, so I ought to laugh. Every time I hear that, I'm like, okay, yeah, it's time to work. It's time to work. You can't actually let anyone stop you from achieving from what you want to achieve just because they say that you shouldn't be able to do it. Just because they say, okay, yeah, you can probably do it in like five years' time. No, I want to do it now. Yeah. As Benny said, (laughs) I'm not going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Facts. (laughs) Facts. Man. He really played Jesus Walks and they didn't sign him. My goodness. My goodness. Because that's just such a lack of foresight. But those are the people that we're trusting to keep the music business afloat. And you, you know, you mentioned the line that you love. For me, off this song alone, I ain't played the hand I, I was dealt. I changed my cards. I prayed mm. to the skies and I changed my stars. I went to the malls and I bought extra. I bought too hard. Oh my God, is that a black car? I turned around and replied, why, yes, but I prefer the term African-American Express. Um, I love the line, I, I ain't play the hand I was dealt, I changed my cards. A saying I came up with like a few years ago, and I say it all the time, and people always look at me like I'm stupid when I say it, is like, mm-hmm. you know the saying, if life gives you lemons, make lemonade? Mm-hmm. I flipped and I said, if life gives you lemons, make orange juice. Mm-hmm. Because if life is giving you lemons, Mm-hmm. Life is giving everyone else lemons, mm. and everyone's making lemonade. Mm. Who's making orange juice? Mm. You know what I mean. And so I, I, I derived it from I ain't played a hand I was dealt. I changed my cards. Like, 
poignancy, you know, and, and just right. like you said, like you said at the outset, because I think you summed it up in your opening soliloquy, which is just so perfect, man. This album is about chasing your dreams mm. and not stopping. Mm. That's the story. And however you need to do it, ill-gotten gains or legally, you got to do it. Because at the end of the day, especially when you're black, we've been, we already know now we've been racially profiled, pimped up and hoed down, as is said on two words. Mm. When you're black, we're not supposed to make it past 25. At all. Mm. For the jokes on you, we still alive. Mm. So throw mm. your hands up in the sky. <laughs> say we don't care what <laughs> people say. Let's Kex. end it right now. <laughs> Kex. Kex, an alien walks in right now. Mm and asks you about the college dropout by Kanye West and says you have three words to sum up this album. <laughs> say to that alien what? Niggas always asking for three words. Look at that. I, should ask, I should ask you for two to stay on theme. <laughs> you absolutely should not. Um, three words to sum up the college dropout. Simple. Um, my favourite album. Simple. I think um, a lot of time is one of those. It's so good an album and it's so up there in my personal albums that I don't even really judge it amongst other albums because it won't be fair. It won't be fair because it's literally so one-sided for me that it's damn near impossible to be better than this album. This album Mm -hmm. is my benchmark for perfection. Facts. So, yeah, as simple as that. It's my favourite album. I might not say it's my favourite album because... At this point in my life, like you should just assume it. I just assume people know that I feel type of way about this album. Um, but yeah, what about you? Three words, two words, two words, nigga. <laughs> two words. Two words. Last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. La, 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 la. Tell them this. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 look, look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Smack about two racks on handmade do racks. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. My soul. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And now I know. Sue me, I'm room for everybody that's black. In my soul, I ain't gonna, gonna know. I need you to know. Mm. In case you didn't know, mm. this is crazy, 20 episodes in. We're a music podcast. Yes, sir. It's so really all we're in here to talk about. Mm. We can talk to you about more. Because if you saw our pre-production sessions, you get some of the most in-depth NBA breakdowns you've ever had. Oh my goodness. Um, we record on typically Sunday afternoons. Mm. And on Monday afternoons, we'll give you the most in-depth Attack on Titan breakdowns you've ever oh had. My God. Oh my goodness. 
And if you dare catch us on Friday evening pre-production, <laughs> post WandaVision. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, when we diversify this podcast, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy and already, but for right now, we're still a music podcast. Mm. And we're here to celebrate black excellence in music. Um, over the past week, the fan votes for the 2021 inductees into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has been being conducted. Mm. And there are a lot of just phenomenal, phenomenal black artists from around the world and a range of different um, genres who are potential nominees into this year's um, inductee class. Mm. Now, obviously, this is the fan vote that we're first at, so some book can just be nominated straight in by the committee. Um, but something amazing happened, and we'll talk about more of the nominees in a second, but on, I think it was Tuesday, the 11th mm. of February, a woman tweeted that Fela Kuti was one of the nominees, um, legendary Nigerian artist, for people who don't know, Fela Kuti, like, probably yep. one, of, one of the most Iconic. influential iconic and influential artists of any genre of music his mm. his music has touched so many millions of lives past present future um yeah but she said that he was severely lacking behind um, mm. and asked the nigerians support this <laughs> so i voted i saw that tweet on friday mm. i voted on friday yeah did you see the tweet i didn't see that tweet but i saw burner boy say I saw Burner Boy retweet and say Fela Kuti's in here. I said, yeah. okay, So when did you, do you remember when you voted? I don't remember the day. It was sometime over the last week. Yeah. So, so yeah, the tweet came out on like the 11th, which I believe was a Tuesday. Or maybe I'm getting these days completely wrong. I'm butchering the dates. But the tweet came out on a Tuesday. I voted on the following Friday. Mm-hmm. And when I submitted my vote, this nigga was ahead in a landslide. <laughs> um, it just shows the power. Yep. Of Nigerians. Yep. Because in this case, we're not even being stubborn. <laughs> we're being right. Yep. Um, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame holds, you know, a lot of credit. It's legendary, it's historic. Being in any Hall of Fame is a huge achievement. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not until recently they even started laying people outside of the rock and roll um space be inducted. Mm-hmm. Um Jay-Z is a potential inductee this year. He'll potentially be the first rapper. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I think it's just a testament to the greatness of, you know, Black people and Black music. As we say on this podcast, all music is of Black origin. Mm -hmm. And all music should be celebrated and and Black people's contributions should be respected and represented. Um, Do you want to take them through some of the, like, notable nominees, potential inductees this year? I'll be so happy to, so happy to. Um, <laughs> obviously, you just said we have Jay Z, oh. <laughs> we have the legendary Miss Tina Turner. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> we have my favorite auntie, <laughs> my second favorite auntie, Auntie Michelle. Come on, man, you're up there. Yeah, don't ever disrespect her. <laughs> but Mary J. Blind. Let's get it. Put you late in. I ain't waiting. In, 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 so oh my God. Yeah, that's our dance read to the dictionary now, surely. We've surely. been too strong for too long. And, and I can't see without, without you, baby. Let me chill. <laughs> let me, let's chill. Let's chill. Because again, 
another legend of her craft, the legendary Shaka Khan. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. Like, as we said, the person that we're most excited for, well, one of the pe- people that we're most excited for, um, Fela Kuti is here. Yes, sir. And then we have one of my personal favourites. <laughs> Not even one of my personal favourites, one of the best to ever, to ever lay down music. The original GOAT. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ladies love Cool James, otherwise known as LL Cool J. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> This guy said, this is for my number one. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I need to listen to LL Cool J, man. I'm like, <laughs> yo, LL Cool J is my guy. This is so exciting, man. This is really exciting. This is a really big achievement for the artists that are on this list. Um, I like this look for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Finally appreciating, just showing love to all of music in general, the people that should be in all of these Hall of Fames, to be honest, because they've had some of the biggest influence over music as a whole. Facts. Even if they're not, like, as you said, first of all, black people are the reason that rock and roll is even a thing. Don't first, get me started. Because if first, I talk to you about Chuck Berry. <laughs> even if, like, we want to take bring it a bit more current than that, when any of these artists make music, the effect that has on not just our culture but every single culture is something we've seen a lot more over the last well for me anyway over the last 10 years mm-hmm. way more prevalent i mean jay-z is an inductee and i just think back to when he did encore and my guy from lincoln park rest in peace Chester bennington oh my god that what they did on that song alone mm-hmm. what he's done since what Mary J. Blige has done in her career and the influence it's had over so many different genres of music. Again, like it just cannot be understated. Everyone on this list deserves their space there. And it will be very exciting to see who does get inducted. Um, but the aim is that at some point, all of these names that we have mentioned will be in not just this Hall of Fame, but in many different Hall of Fames because they have earned their space. Hello, Cool J. Fela Kuti, <laughs> Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Tina Turner, mm. Mary J. Blythe, mm. Dion Warwick. Mm. Thank you for your contributions to music. Thank you. Thank you for the greatness that you've exuded. Mm. Thank you for the artists that you've inspired. Mm. That have also contributed great music. Mm. Thank you for the content that you continue to give to this show. And thank you for everything you do. Okay, assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Everybody be asking my six out my last. I'm super sick of this business. My daughter missing me, nigga. The whip is bullet repellent, but they gon' kill me with tax. Niggas really on club. They ain't checking for stats. Who a decade or better? Give niggas decade of rap. Respect is in order, hate me better, do it loud Ooh, for everybody black Haters say that's crazy, wow Who a decade of better, giving niggas decadent rap Respect mm-hmm. is in order, and if you hate me, you better do it loud I root for everybody black, and haters say that's crazy Wow mm. Kex don't even say anything, I'll say it for you You know it's crazy, Paul? <laughs> that whole time that Wale was going crazy mm. 
Kelly Price is in the background going crazy. Oh Listen, don't, don't make me explain it. But just know that that's what happened. <laughs> it's like I've said it before. <laughs> um, we've come to that time of the podcast. Everyone's favourite time in the podcast. Mm. Why is everyone's favourite time in the podcast, good sir? Because this is the foundation that this podcast was built upon. Yep, home time. <laughs> um, which, which you think I'm joking, but I also see my retention rate. Woke up with just violence. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I did. I did. <laughs> um, now nah, it's time for the recommendations, man. I really enjoy this part of the podcast because, um, you know, I'm just share the love, share the good vibrations, share the good music. Kex, you want to roll? Man, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, I came in and I told you guys that there was a guy who I saw on Twitter who was going crazy, who went by the name of Moray. And he released a song called Quicksand. Now, mm-hmm. since I heard that song for the first time, I personally have been doing everything everything I can to keep an eye on him to see what else he has in the top for us. Because that song was so crazy. Um, he's recently released a song called Kingdom. I shouldn't have to tell you anything more because you the fact that I'm here right recommending it, the fact that I'm here recommending it, the fact that I've just invoked the name of Quicksand mm-hmm. to tell you what I think about this song. Yeah. Um, this is a song for me anyway, it's been on repeat this whole week. And the first time I heard it, I said, yeah, no, I have my weekly recommendation for the week. Um, my weekly recommendation for the week, imagine. Look at inefficient talking. That's cool. <laughs> English is free. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Again, different podcast. Don't worry about it. But nah, yeah. Um, everyone should go and listen to that song, go support it. Again, Murray, I can't lie, he's quickly I think he he's one of those artists who's gonna be very exciting to watch over the next year, maybe two, especially if he drops an album. Oh, I mean, like, I'm like, your recommendation at home because you all need to get ready. Mm. Pink Planet by Pink mm. Sweats. Listen, mm. listen. Mm. <laughs> listen, listen. So Pink Sweats released an EP album, whatever you want to call it, I don't really fucking care, called Pink Planet, okay? Now it comes in at 18 songs and 48 minutes. Mm. You know how much I hate long albums, Shaq. And for me to be here, clapping my hands into this mic. Oh, my days. I don't know why you're still here. I don't know. (laughs) The, The album is out. Go and listen to it. It's your. It's not even a recommendation. It's homework. What's <laughs> the homework? Because at some point, I don't know when it will be. Maybe it will be now. I'm gonna go into a two-hour diatribe about this project. <laughs> a two-hour-long podcast, as the podcast is supposed to be ending, is crazy. <laughs> Bonus content for the Patreon. <laughs> pink planet, pink sweats. You dig? Uh, Paul. Yes, sir. It's crazy to it's crazy to think about it, but that's twenty in the tuck. Twenty in the tuck. Oh my god! Oh my, we're three away from matching Marvel. We're really three away, man. <laughs> that'll be phase one. Just done. That'll be not even phase one. That's the whole that's three phases. That's that's a saga. Ross. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! 
That's crazy. It's funny. <laughs> that's a whole like that's a whole that's a series. That's a season. Bam. <laughs> and it's two hour long podcast. So one truly is two seasons. It's two seasons. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, through it all, he was faithful. Facts. <laughs> I'm wrapping us up today. You are indeed. I love it when I get to wrap up because <laughs> I really be picking the heat. <laughs> and, and when you intro, you only get to hear one minute 30 of the genius that I really had in mind. But <laughs> when I get to rap, oh, yeah, you're going to hear all these bars. Mm-hmm. Go hear all these bars, mm-hmm. man. Um, today was a fun one. Enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. I guess to end it off, um, am I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something crazy, Paul. I'm okay. Super crazy right now. Okay. I'm gonna leave them off with just a little soliloquy. All right. Nigeria mm-hmm. never carries last. She wanna woo nigga, she wanna fuck with the woo Versace Hotel with Versace Road Like it when you let down your hair with no gold And I say to myself, cause I never like these hoes If she only like the guap red, like these hoes Why would I waste my time on a shorty that don't got me on the front of a mind? Especially when you get designed and I want it done In the building came with the wings like a number nine Yeah, come through, just us two I like it cause you cut how I'm cut two Come through, just us two I like it cause you cut how I'm cut two she wanna fuck with the wolves. 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 That's my kind of bitch. She be saying some shit like when you gon' fly me in private so I can land on that dick. She said tricks for kids. She don't fuck for the tricks. She can't handle her She just wants some dick. Got that big Birkin bag worth five, six figures. You might be out your league. Can you buy that nigga? I pull up on the top, going on the thorn. I'm the thorn. You can fuck around if you want, if you want. Out in Bali. Big swing, big dress. Big ass. Make us work, make a big mess. Before we done, she asked what we gon' do it next. Next, so where they fucked up the seats in the jet. She like all that gangsta shit. Top down, riding round with the blit. Who you with? Who? She like all that gangsta shit. I said she like all that gangsta shit. She wanna fuck with the wolf. Take you to the candy shop. candy shop Show you all I got, I, got, I, got. I put diamonds on your chain, chain. To match your diamond ring I'm on that two nigga woo woo Hate all the love, it's me and you Let's turn her into something She said she love woo niggas Them niggas who gon' pull triggers I was fine when I met you Then I sex you Then I left you 
Fresh up pussy for the same And I don't got time to waste She wanna fuck with the wolves